Everybody comfortable? Yeah. Get your ass up when I'm talking. Hey, take it easy. It's showtime. It's showtime. Yeah. Feel the magic and soul of the YBs. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Take two. Welcome to That Davis Show. I am Kenneth Davis. Follow me at That's Davis. I'm always lucky enough to be joined by, by my executive producer, Ryan Bukovsky. Follow him at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski one on Instagram. Uh, we got a lot of things to get into today. Uh, we always talk bears, and that's a positive, but sometimes it's an unfortunate with the state of the bears right now. Kind of went over everything. Uh, only thing that hasn't changed is uh, the bears won a game against the lowly Lions, and it was a hard game to watch. And they didn't uh, so- fire the guy that they needed to fire. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't. Uh, So we kind of did that last week. So we'll talk about that a little bit and talk about the upcoming game. Uh, Definitely talk about some Bulls basketball. Last night's game was pretty entertaining. Uh, What's the last night game? game? No, I was watching. I'm confusing it. I was watching Suns. uh, Yeah, Warriors. uh, I was watching Suns Warriors last night. The night before was the Battle of the Ball Brothers with Charlotte coming to Chicago and seeing that uh, LeVar and his wife, his lovely wife, were there with watching their two sons play in the NBA for, I believe, the fourth time because I believe they split last year. Um, So definitely, we got a lot to get into. But right now, we're going to start off with college football. All right, you know, you know, the strong conference, only the strong survived the SEC. (laughs) Um, They did something that no one has ever done before. They got a a Notre Dame coach to leave Notre Dame for another job. Now, pay attention for for anybody that hasn't known this or lives under a rock. Coaches have been fired from Notre Dame, right? Coaches have retired and then unretired and coached someplace else, Lou Holtz. But no one's ever left N.D., to go coach another school, all right? So when you look at Brian Kelly, and I understand, and mind you, not saying that Brian Kelly is a good person. You see what he did to those kids. What did he give them, like seven minutes? And it was like, yeah. <laughs> I mean. Uh, chalk, chalk, chalking up the deuces. Hey, you guys are going to go do great things, and I'm going to continue doing a great thing right now. A better Hit me up if you ever on Baton Rouge, and we'll kick <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, you, one of the things that jumped out to me in doing the uh, UC, and I forgot, and uh, luckily Eric Strobel, uh, one of my guys on there, uh, pointed out the Declan Sullivan situation when Declan Sullivan was out there filming practices and he was up on mm-hmm. that 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 mobile stand that I fell. Always he think about that. Yeah, and uh, like that 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 tells you about Brian Kelly, who at that day had that kid up there because he wanted like the AD or somebody, the president, I believe, to see them practicing. And I believe Declan Sullivan tweeted out how dangerous it was. And I'm sure he was somewhat joking, but he was being serious and the young man lost his life. That's always going to be right there. The biggest and the worst thing on Brian Kelly. And he deserves that. Um, That young man, even though he wasn't a player, he was still in charge of that young man's safety also. And he failed, period. So I let you know the person that Brian Kelly is outside of being a slimy football coach. Um, But in all of that, I think he made a terrific decision. Uh, depending on what his goals were, because you got to think about it. Brian Kelly had right at the ship at Notre Dame, what, about eight years ago, as far as kind of was shaky for about the first four years and people didn't even know if he was necessarily a guy. He right at that ship, but the problem was, I mean, he's been the winningest coach outside of when they got some games snatched out for cheating. Um, but he couldn't win at all. 
and you know, of academics at ND, um, you you know, it's only so many kids. So it's only so many kids you can get in there. Also, how many kids want to go there? But you go to a school like LSU, which is a recruiting bastion. It's just a, a sleeping giant way. I mean, when you think about the guys, you think Les Miles and Ed Ogeron won titles there. Right. All and right. are they even a fraction of what Brian Kelly is? Not close. Coach? Not close to him. All right. I mean, Les Miles won it with Saban's team. All right. And Ed Ogeron run it with a boost. And that strength. old Mad Hatter hasn't been around big time college football in a minute. Oh, he was. He got in trouble. Remember, he they just fired. Yeah, him. he went to Kansas, but come yeah, he Kansas ain't, got, ain't big time college football. I get it. Yeah, I get man. it. But so uh, you look at it now with the amount of talent that that LSU brings in. You have an extremely competent head coach. Um, he's definitely going to take a title or two from Alabama. I said that. To I Tony think yesterday. so too. It's not. I, I believe so. He he's going to win a title at LSU. Like just. Oh. By the way, we got some breaking news real quick. Marcus Stroman has signed with the Cubs. Congratulations. There you go, man. We needed so, it. Uh, listen, do you want to do, we'll do that in a second. We'll do that in a second. We'll get to that a little bit later, but just we'll want to let everybody second. know. Uh, and then earlier, all right, whoa, 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 well, let me do this. Earlier, uh, Lincoln Riley decided to leave Oklahoma, which is coming to the SEC. It's all based on the SEC, which is coming to the SEC. Yes, yes, it is. And he bolts for USC, probably the best sleeping giant that's out there. USC in Texas. You know, well, I've USC, been trying to recruit USC to the, the SEC, too. We talked about that with the <laughs> so, You got to so, expand to the West Coast, baby. Come on, SEC's got to be all over. <laughs> Worldwide, baby. Dude, I mean, it would help getting some of those Southern kids down there. But now when you look at that sleeping giant and USC will be reawoken by uh, 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 Lincoln Riley. It's not even a question that he's going to get their stuff together. Give him about three seasons and see where they're going to be at. I think it's good for college basketball. I mean, college football, what both of those men are doing. You, you know, I don't like. Uh, Brian Kelly, um, and I'm sure it's wrong to the students. The students, even though they have the transfer portal, they don't have the same liberties that these guys are, and these guys are getting paid hand over fist handsomely. So it's unfair to the players, regardless if they have the transfer portal or not. These guys recruit them there. People are like, well, you should choose the school. Doc, you choose who can set you up to get to the next level, and that's even if it's not going to the pros, just in general. The coach is very important, all right? So stop playing games. Um, dude, I love it. Um, I, 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 I love Notre Dame more kind of close to what I did before they, they messed over Tyrone Willingham. When I mean messed over Tyrone Willingham, I mean getting rid of him faster than they've ever gotten rid of a coach. All right. Not to say that he didn't deserve it, but keep the same energy when you're talking about Charlie Weiss. All right. Cause Charlie Weiss yeah. had the same record, if not a worse record in the same amount of years. And you kept him longer. As a matter of fact, you extended him. All right. But this is a key, this is a key factor. You know, we're doing the UC yesterday. I didn't know this. And, uh, Adam Hope brought it up. Do you know who Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly's agent is? No. Former Bear defensive end Trace Armstrong. What? <laughs> Trace Armstrong. I knew he. I knew he was doing. I didn't know he was an agent. I don't know if he was doing players too. I didn't know he was an agent. But Lord, the money that Trace Armstrong made in those two days, let alone, Trace Armstrong is their agent, dog. Just think. About you want that. another Bears one? Do you know what? who the front runner right now is for Notre Dame? Is Harbaugh? No. no. Who? There, I believe he's the offensive coordinator, Marcus Freeman. Or I'm sorry, he was the defensive, the defensive coordinator. coordinator for Marcus Andy. Freeman. 
He is a fifth round draft pick of the Chicago Bears in the infamous Jerron Gilbert jumping out of the pool draft. Really? Yes. Oh, also, you have what fickle from Cincinnati because all okay, but the fickle thing ain't working anymore, apparently. Because Fickle has said he's coaching his team if they make it to the college football playoff. The big conundrum right now with signing a coach, if you're Notre Dame, is the early free agent or the early signing period, which is December 15th, where all programs base their, uh, you know, their next year. Like that's the chance to get your five four star recruits. Right. So they need a coach in place. That's what they're thinking. That's why even if they like Luke Fickle, if he wins this Saturday, even though the the committee isn't going to put year, Cincinnati in there, it's one recruiting. It's one. It's one year of recruit recruiting. But supposedly he's that's coach, what people are saying. Like it's, if he's a better it is coach, that big deal. I don't. Care. If he's a better coach, I can lose a season of recruiting. If he's, I mean, you got to think. What what Brian Kelly was there for twelve seasons? Was it twelve years? I believe twelve or fourteen, yeah. something yeah. like that. I think it's twelve years. I think Brian Kelly was there for twelve years. It's twelve or fourteen, I believe. Right. So yeah. you're looking for someone, hopefully, to be there as long, at least a decade. I'm not worried about one recruiting class if I want this person to be here for a decade. That's not. I want the best person. Forget this one year again. Now, if Freeman is the better person, and I know that. Uh, I know that Brian Kelly was trying to get him to come down at LSU with him. Yes, and that's the fear also for Notre Dame. If they like him, and a lot of people think he's he's great, but he's raw, he's young as a coach. Mm-hmm. So they're going to tie Wilhelm his ass. I, I guess it's got Ty Wilhelm written all over it. Well, it's either that. <laughs> I just said I forgave him. I just Matt said I Campbell maybe at, at Iowa State. They're looking at him potentially. But, see, yeah, I, if – if Notre Dame doesn't hire him, most likely he's going to LSU. I would too, because you know, I mean, clearly he's going to be a head coach soon. But uh, listen, going to LSU with Brian Kelly in the SEC, the SEC, and just that stage. And I know Notre Dame has his own channel, but I like how often are you tuning in to watch it? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, not ever. How often <laughs> on this show are we talk when we do talk college football? Do we go heavy into ND foot? Like, well, could- don't you think the problem is like ND is all about the tradition, the history? It's almost like the Bears a little bit reminds me of, and that stuff's cool unless your tradition starts sucking after a while. And the big problem that I have with Notre Dame, it's so hard to win a national championship. First of all, to qualify for the college football playoff without a championship game, which you can't do if you don't pick a conference, which I think is ridiculous by them in the first place. And then the other thing is, too, you're talking about they're playing their last game. Was it last weekend or this weekend? And then they'd be off all the way through the college until the college football playoffs start. You have like an extra two weeks of buys almost if you're Notre Dame. Like, I just think it's set up to fail. And then on top of it, you have the academic restrictions and who are you going up against in the playoff? SCC, baby. But, what, okay, I got to push back on the independent part because being independent gives them all of the power. Why? Like, of course, Now, you could have the situation what they did with the ACC and they just stopped last year where they, football-wise, they were a part of the ACC. I don't know if the basketball, I think basketball part. part Everything part, else is. Everything yeah. else is a part of the conference except for the football program. Football, but the, the thing is, dog, you, I'm not giving you part of this NBC money. 
know what I'm saying? You're not going to tell me who I can play and when I can play. I totally get that. But be cool with never winning a national championship. Think about this. Think about this. this. Dude, I mean, they have won as an independent. You know what other big-time school used to be independent? Mm -mm. Penn State. I don't think I knew Penn State as an independent. You know, know, that's the point I was trying to make. We don't even think about them being independent. They're just part of the Big Ten now. Right, it's just like, hey, we do. But then, we what's threw the problem you? with Notre Dame? Just no one's going to care if it's you're because, independent. Because when you're independent and alone, the spotlight is bigger. Like if Penn State, even if they had Franklin and Penn State was Penn, the, the Penn State team now, by they would have a lot more power alone than being part of a conglomerate. Even if they're a part of the second strongest conglomerate in the Big Ten in college football, but just think about if they were Penn State by themselves. Like, I, I, I'm with you. And growing up, I've always pref- would have liked uh, ND to, for instance, join the Big Ten. But what sense does it make for them to join? And this is prior to the Big Ten expanding out to the East Coast with Rutgers, Maryland, so on and so forth. But, I mean, why would Notre Dame give up the East Coast? You know what I'm saying? To primarily play for um, uh, the, the the Midwest, you know, like they have the entire country. So why would you why would you why would you handicap yourself in that, in that manner? I'm, I get partially why it works. But think about it like this. If they go undefeated and they I mean, because they're like, what, number five right now, right? They have a legit shot at the national or the college football. Have they, they have a loss. They have a loss. They do. Though, right? They do. Yes. Now, Brian, if they don't have that loss, dude, they're prop. They're in it. And well, they're, they're probably going to be in it because they're trying to set up Cincinnati to get the hell out of there. Like, but, like, so think about this. So why, if I can still make the college playoffs independent, why am I sharing with you in Memphis? It makes sense what you're saying. I just think you're at a competitive disadvantage. And at what point is the money worth more than the competitive advantage if you're trying to win? I don't think they're at a competitive disadvantage because I don't think if they whatever conference they they would join that, that they're the hands down favorite. Maybe, and then the, the other the thing AC, I would say the too, ACC they could they, the, the ACC some years and I mean more more than rather they would be get beat by Clemson. But I'm sure they may be able to beat Clemson like, for instance, last year when Trevor Lawrence was out, right? Um, but still, it's to, it's, it's they they can they're they're succeeding. They do. They, you got to remember, compared to like the indies that you grew up with, this has been their most successful stretch. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So and so think they, this is their most successful stretch, and they've been independent. Why am I gonna settle? Like I'm doing, I'm. Listen, it's I like a, it's like a strong, independent woman. Why? I'm not, I'm doing good for myself. I, I can do bad all by myself. Like I'm good. Miss me with that yes, shit. Right. I'm good. I mean, look, if USC, you, you think I want to get up and make you breakfast in the morning? <laughs> That's basically what you're saying. Like I gotta go clean up behind I want you. Some I gotta, damn blueberry I gotta, pancakes already. Right? I gotta go clean up behind Wake Forest. You think that's what I want to do, Ryan? But okay, how about this though? College football is in a crazy down year in terms of the tops of the tops, right? Everybody's losing, even Alabama. That's really the only reason why Notre Dame's getting in the playoffs, too. Like if this is Notre Dame or Alabama's undefeated, you get LSU rolling with Brian Kelly, and then you've got Mr. USC coming along with Oklahoma in the background, like they, I don't they, know if this Notre they, Dame. Wait, 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 thing but is you're saying all those. There. But wait, you got to remember, all those schools aren't going to be hot. Maybe one <laughs> to two years, they'll be hot at the same time. No, because you, just recruiting wise, if you look at it, 
when LSU, for instance, when LSU won this last year, two years ago, Alabama wasn't right, right? And then go back to the Les Miles year. That was one of those years where, I mean, you even if the fact that Bama can reload, there's still sometimes where you lose key players that you can't overcome that following season. Well, that's why I just wonder if, like, let's say Oklahoma gets back to prominence. Is Michigan oh, doing something? You think Oklahoma it's, without you? See that's that that to me, and I mean Oklahoma's going to bring in a coach, but that to me partially those teams going into the SEC, especially not being great, it may be something on that ass. You know what I'm saying? Like now it's going to yeah. expand the recruiting to a certain degree, but to like Texas actually thinks they're going to get better going into the SEC. Like think about that. How, how well, it's Texas- because I put the Texas curse on them after the Rose Bowl. Okay, okay. So that's, I take I control for that one. But like, look at Texas A&M. They've been a better program since they joined the SEC. They haven't been but anything. You know why? You know why? Why? They are rich. Well, that's what I'm saying. Isn't Oklahoma why, why going Jimbo? Rich? Why you think Jimbo fled Florida State? <laughs> but don't like, you think got... Oklahoma's rich? Dude, listen. The, 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 the Florida A&M, I mean, Texas A&M is crazy rich, right? Like, they got this bread. Is it is nuts. They, they got bread, 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 bread. Like, dude. station is another level. No, Jimbo Fisher left Florida State. And I'm not saying, like, Florida State – Still isn't what it should be facility-wise for what Florida State was for me growing up with Bobby Bowden, right? But he left the ACC. I mean, like, when has Texas A&M in our lifetime done something, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I know, I know players. I know Michael Evans that went there. I know what what didn't Bob Miller go to Texas A&M? I believe. I love, like stuff like that, right? But I don't know them being great. You know what I'm saying? And he, Jimbo was like, you know what? I'm going to go there. And it was all about the brand. It was all By the way, when does he leave? Like, why are you staying at Texas A&M that long? It's only a couple of jobs that he, like, you, like depending on, like, what Kirby. I mean, I don't see Kirby leaving anytime soon. There's only a couple of jobs. I mean, listen, yes. you don't think, listen, you don't think. Maybe Notre Dame should give them a call. Well, think about this. You don't think that. Those schools that had open that had an open place called Jimbo to see if he was interested, and he was probably burning hundreds and was like, "I'm good." Damn, he was lighting his cigar with hundreds, like USC. I'm, man, listen, nobody even cares about me down here, yeah, and I'm rich. Right. Call Brian Kelly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I mean, I okay, but let's say Oklahoma. They find a coach and they're back to relevancy. Maybe they're not as strong as Bob Stoops or Lincoln Riley, Oklahoma, but better program with Ohio State. Yeah. How good was Lincoln Riley's Oklahoma? Okay. Don't get me started on the Lincoln Riley thing because we love his offense. We love his offense, but how I think he's a bitch. Ooh. Why? Please do tell. Are we done with the Notre Dame thing? Are we moving on? To sure, for sure, sure, okay. sure, sure. No, I won't. <laughs> so, okay. I want to be fair to Lincoln Riley. Like, USC's a great job. Southern California. You got the jet that's taking you all over the place. The million-dollar homes. Like, you got a pretty sick-ass package. Dude, Hogue told me about the homes. Oh, my Did God. You, I heard Anybody doesn't homes. know. He has two homes in Oakland, normal Oklahoma. I don't know if they both are in the confines of normal when I'm saying this, but you get what I'm the gist of what I'm saying. So he has these two homes. They bought and they USC or the boosters, whoever they bought. They purchased those two homes for five hundred thousand dollars above market value. He got 
outside of the, how much the homes are worth, another meal on top of that. Yep. And like you just said, the plane access. Dude. 24-7-365. So, dude, wait, wait, wait. I don't, you can't, if you telling me he's a bitch for going to USC, I'm going to let you know right now, I totally disagree <laughs> with your ass. Because to me, there's only, there's like, if I, there's only two, and this is bigger than Bama. This is bigger than what, this is bigger than Bama, and it may be bigger than the future of Bama. But I think Bama's future now is different because you have, you have generations of kids now that all they know is excellence at Alabama. You know what I'm saying? Like we, I didn't grow up with Alabama like that. You know what I'm oh, saying? So no. like, yeah. So like you, I mean, that's all they know is Bama is the school. So th- I don't think they'll be, I don't think Bama be Saban's Bama, but I think Bama got like two more eras in the future. with like my, like, like uh, the U. you know what I'm saying? Like if you go back to, I forgot who the coach was before Jimmy Johnson, who first got the U going, but then you get to Erickson. And like, I think now after what Saban has done, Bama's going to be like the U after he's gone. Well, they'll have these times when it, all the kids are just going back there or whatever. But the school that to me is the, the, the real sleeping giant is USC. Because one now, of course, they have football back in Los Angeles. But still, man, it's L.A. Uh, so that, 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 that attraction it's the school's colors, the school's blue blood pedigree. The only other school like that, and I wouldn't want the hassle, is Texas because they crazy. And I don't they mean are. the state as much as <laughs> the, the damn boosters, man. The Texas Texas boosters are nuts as far as their expectations. I, I won't know. If you don't get a title first year, you're out of here. I was about to say, you don't get a chance. You don't even get a chance, man. Like, what? So I was like, dude, if I'm a fail, let me go fail my ass in Los Angeles and enjoy myself. Then being down in Texas, right, failing, mm-hmm. and they they got right. big pistols. Everything's bigger in Texas. Like, and Austin, I think, is kind of overrated as a city, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I threw kind of because I don't want to be disrespectful to Lincoln Rally, but I I'm also disrespecting that seat more than Lincoln Rally. <laughs> But for me, like, I don't know. You're Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley going into the SEC. I'm thinking I'm raking, raking out here in talent and chances for the national title. Why would you think that, though? Because you got to think this. You still got my issue. Go ahead. If you're Big 12, Oklahoma, Texas, Pac-12, you have one loss, you might be out. SEC, you could have two losses and you could still get in. That's my thing. But see, but this is this is my this is my issue. When you talk about the recruiting, the recruiting in some cases will be diluted because you're now recruiting against the same schools that have already in those territories totally established themselves, right? So there may be opportunities for you to get more kids in SEC country. Now you do have the benefit of still getting kids that grow up in that Texarkana or whatever, where Oklahoma, like Oklahoma is a part of people's family. Like that's, that's, it's a giant. Let me, that's Oklahoma's a giant, but outside of stoops, really? You know what I'm saying? And I mean, how great was that? And also when stoops was really doing it. And this was, I, I was kind of thinking about this the other day, but I didn't really wrap my mind around it. Where was the real competition at? Because Alabama wasn't yeah, Alabama. USC was just starting with That's what I was just about to say. This was before Carroll really got USC going. Once people start getting going, 
that Oklahoma ish was like wh- Oklahoma. But listen, it's Oklahoma is a much better Nebraska, and I mean old Nebraska. All right, Frazier, Nebraska. You know what I'm saying? Like those, like it, Nebraska. It, it, it's, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that like that like that's. But the fact is still not. It's not there where it can, and it's not there where they can maintain. Like they may have years where they outcrew, but they're not gonna like out recruit a good LSU. Then they're gonna, they may have some years where they out recruit Georgia offensively because Kirby and offense don't go hand to hand. But they're not gonna shout out, out to Justin Fields. They're not gonna out to right. Then they're gonna out <laughs> defensively recruit. Like it's just like I don't for these teams. I'm maybe te- I'll say this Texas though. It may, and I don't know why I'm saying that, but just because. Texas no, you're right. Is so, Texas, is Texas is a sleeping so, giant. It's so big. And once it can get going, you know what I'm saying? Plus just imagery, the burnt orange, the, the long horn. That stadium is ridiculous. Dude, that like campus you, is one of the greatest campuses I've ever really? seen. Okay. Like you're talking monument. They have like a Big Ben clock tower right in the yeah, middle of campus. We all know and that. All the, for tragic reasons. All the landscape. Oh, I don't know any of the history. I'm just telling you what I saw. Okay. The landscaping, the s- ooh, yeah. Okay. That it was a shoot. But see, don't worry, there. don't worry. I put the 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 curse on Texas after they won the Rose Bowl, and when I visited, I knew I couldn't go to school there. So I said, I hope this place never wins again. They have won squat since I made that promise. So you can thank me for all the, the Texas it. down. I appreciate. It. And I promise I won't let the curse go until I die. So that's my. <laughs> I don't, think, I think you. I don't think it's gonna last that long. You're not gonna keep that giant down forever. Now I don't. Know hey, I'm proud of how long I've kept them down. I mean, I feel I mean, bad. I got Charlie Strong see, fired, and I don't feel good about that. But I needed to take down Texas. But see, this is the thing too, and this is a problem with Texas. All right. So before you had Young win it all, right? Vince Young. When was the last time they won a national championship? Oh, it was a while. Wasn't it like yeah? I know I could tell you about Ricky Williams running. You know, say like I could tell you about like different players that came out of there. But like, so it's one of those things where their expectations are unrealistic. You know what I'm saying? Like they they think like they're the shit as far as even when they got talent coming in that they they weren't winning with regularity or being in that situation. Now I'll say this. Texas hasn't been good while they've had the playoffs. Back in the days, it was harder to get in the championship game. You had the coaches poll and the the AP poll, and then it had to be decided who – I mean, we're talking about it. That's who decided who the champion was. They used to just tally the vote. Yeah, the old BCS with the computer numbers thrown into. Well, actually, this is before the BCS. I mean, the BCS at least started to show – Rose Bowl with the BCS. Yeah, started to start – remember, the BCS at least started to pair – the best schools against each other before it was like whoever won on the poll won a national title. They didn't meet. You know what I'm saying? Like the BCS at least established this before you got to the four teams, at least established the best teams would face each other to settle who was the champion. You know what I'm saying? I am glad I wasn't alive for that college football. What a Yeah. Right. You know, they were, since they were amateurs, we didn't want them to really have to face (laughs) off and, yeah. While we're making billions on their backside. Oh, yeah, boy. I'm making so much money off it. You, you good over there, uh, Jimbo? I'm good <laughs> over here, still. Jimbo is killing it, man. No one can. Like, I mean, not to say that the fans of Texas A&M that don't care. They're, 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 they're rabid. But I'm just saying nationally, as far as Texas A&M, we don't care. Right. So he's at all. He's basically, and they, this, this is a good team. The only reason why we care about them is they're the one Texas team. 
right now because all the rest right. of Texas that's is what, terrible. He's hiding in plain sight, basically. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's basically what he's doing, collecting all of that money. But anyway, What's that smoke coming from College Station? Oh, just Jimbo and his money. Burning on it. Burning so, on Honey, you down there burning 20s? I told you they stink. <laughs> Where's my good hundreds? I want exactly. the good smell. <laughs> the fresh hundreds. All right. <laughs> All right, still sticking with football and getting a little bit closer to home. Um, we have the Bears. Um, we kind of went over everything last week as far as just how terrible they looked. Um, and the Bears didn't cause it, but they finished it. And I don't mean that in a positive sense. As far as just letting Matt Nagy hang out there to dry, letting Chris Tabor come out there uh, that morning, was Tuesday morning, I believe, uh, the talk when they when the news broke from from Mark Conkle's article in the patch uh, talking about that Can I he ask had a question a... about that real quick. Mm-hmm. Do you think Ryan Pace had any inclination to go talk to anybody, or was he just doing the hiding thing behind the door, waiting for George to do something? He was doing the hiding thing. I mean, well, I'll say this: I don't know if Ryan Pace Ryan Pace coming out would have hurt, helped somewhat, but I don't know if it would have put it into it like the owner coming out. I think sure. that's so I, I but what you're getting to the fact that Ryan Pace doesn't talk is ridiculous. There's and no go ahead. when you throw it on top of that there's these rumors of him getting a promotion. Like yeah. dude is not taking care of business in house. He's not talking to us. But they don't but the ownership the funny thing is ownership is fine with that though. Because clearly, if ownership thought Ryan Pace should be this, just the mouthpiece, they would have him out there. They're fine with it being Matt Nagy. Uh, but that's too much on Matt Nagy. And what, listen, in general, I'm saying that's too much. But what happened last week right. was bullshit. Right. right. Like, the, like, come out. Listen, if you're not going to fire him, come out and clear the deck so he can go and do what he needs to do. Now, can he do it well? No, but still clear the fucking deck like that. That was foul. Regardless of how you feel about Matt Nagy being incompetent on, on, on the offensive side of the ball, as the, as your boss, that was wrong, especially front facing. It's not like he's flipping burgers and you, nobody knows who's on right. fire three. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like he's a front facing. He's the coach of the Chicago Bears. He has to talk to the media all the time. So come out and all that. I'm just talking about the media side, not to do with the players. And you had a Cole commit whining about how it was bothering him. Like, dude, he out anyway. So what's it? What's, <laughs> you, you, you got two years with him. Get over it, big boy. Like, you, right. this, this is the pros. Man, it was bothering me. How about you worry man. about making sure you're not Adam Shaheen dude, part two? I'm going to say this. And I, I can say this. It can perhaps bother you as far as your future. I get that part. Cole Komet, you are a, a rookie tight end who has started playing better this year. You're not going anywhere. So you don't have to worry about if a new regime comes in. And this is my opinion, so I could be wrong. But your abilities to block and catch, you don't have to worry if a new regime comes in if you're going if you're going to get let go. So just relax, kiddo. It's going to yeah. be all right. Just Somebody worry may, about the block and the catch, not right. the coaches. Someone actually may put you in a better position to get you some real bread when it's time for you mm-hmm. to collect. So actually, you should probably be happy. And even though I get you not being happy, but if they get a real offensive, regardless of his coordinator or head coach, they get somebody that can really coach some offense. They can put you in a place to succeed and get your name up in the annals as being one of the better tight ends, perhaps in the league. So I get it. You seem like a good guy, but don't worry about that. That that business right there ain't got nothing to do with you. Unless you you out there flunking as far as playing well on the field. 
Do you think Matt Nagy had some red flags when he first signed that Bears contract or even the extension when it said in bold lettering, you will be the voice box of anything and everything related to the Bears and ownership will not come down? You know what? That's a great question. I wonder. I'm sure him and Ron Pace have had to have a discussion about this. And I wonder, coming into it, what he thought Ryan's media availability would be. And how much of it would fall on him, especially being a guy. He was a coordinator. This wasn't like he was a head coach before. So it's like, yeah, I'm used to out here. I had to do all this talking. This guy was a coordinator. You know what I'm saying? Or it's not even like he was a longtime college. It was like he was a college head coach. So like, okay, at a different level. And even though these are reporters in your college town and you have well, a whole lot more control, but still you had to do like, this was something new for Matt Nagy and you just left him out to dry for the most part. But I would think if these two men talk about collaborating as often as they do, they have to come to some consensus that maybe it's better for them to have one mouthpiece instead of two. Mm-hmm. Now, I, to me, I think you can both get on a, an accord before either one of you goes out to speak like you do, like they do at the end of the year or the beginning of the year when they're sitting there together. You right. can kind of tell, you know, they got the plan together. At what we're going to go out here, what we're going to talk about and what we're not going to talk about. You know what I'm saying? So. You can still not step on Matt Nagy's toes as, as well as like how Matt Nagy tries not to step on your toes. If that's the reason why you're hesitant as far as regularly making yourself available to the media. Um, Plus, I think, don't you think like if Ryan Pace just talked a couple more times a year, we wouldn't care as much about him not talking because it's just I think a, the once I, and twice. I don't, I don't think a couple. I think it depends on how the team's playing. Because sure. it, it, but like if, if it was bad, like scheduled, you know, like yeah. before training camp, after the season, bye week, maybe and then another one throughout the season. If there's no crisis where you need to talk. Yeah, I think people will be fine. I still think people will say sometime they need to hear from me. You. you know what I'm saying? Like, think about it like um, we didn't we may not have heard from Theo, but we would hear from Jed. You know what I'm saying? It's like, even Rick Hahn, even like Rick Hahn this year has seen the quietest he's been, but we still hear from him. You Kenny, you heard from Kenny a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like this isn't like I mean, but on the flip side, I don't hear from Arturis kind of sober so Mark Eversley that much. Mm-hmm. But they're doing the damn job though. Right now, they don't got to talk. Don't <laughs> matter. You do whatever you're doing, keep it up, kiddo. Um, but uh, I, it's just it's a bad look, especially when people are paying you, and I'm talking about the fans um, that are pay, put, spending all their hard on money. And you're not stepping up to kind of answer questions as far as performance and what you plan on do to do to change it. And now twice and just in the last two years, you've had two five game losing streaks. You know, like it, you need to be out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, yeah, it's the annual Bears losing for a month plus. For right. The last they had, three years. They didn't they didn't win a game for 40 something odd days, you know. Before that win against Detroit, the White Sox had a win, bef- like more recently than the Bears did. That's crazy. That's I didn't know that one. That's a good one right there. I didn't know that one. Damn, that's dude. <laughs> uh, it hurts. It hurts. Uh, it hurts, man. I bet. Um, especially listen, with I, bad Bears football right after. Especially with the Cardinals coming up. Now, we don't know. Uh, there's a chance that DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray will return. Listen, the Cardinals have been kicking ass with Colt McCoy, right? Listen, I, listen, I don't know. Maybe that Cliff Kelly may be able to coach a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that Cliff Kingsbury might have been wrong That's about I mean. that guy. Kingsbury. By the way, uh, you know what I heard? You know the draft house of his, the fancy draft house? 
That was just a spec house. They were doing an interview with him in the house and they just like set it up and he did the draft there. It was like a feature. I wondered. I wondered. I I did wonder because I was like, this is a bit much, right? I was like, because, but let's not hate, but I was like, damn, sure. Right. Like, what kind of contract did you sign? Did you go to LSU? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're down there in Arizona. It is not cheap. It's not like he he like he like moved to some places in Texas or Mississippi. But I'm like, man, you could get a mansion for, for $200,000. Right. Like, it wasn't like. He was right. <laughs> I mean, that, listen, I think everyone's seen it. But if you haven't, good, it looks like, dude, it looks like that old. um I forgot the name of that cassette. I don't know if it was Miramax or what. I don't know what that audio cassette was, but the guy would be sitting in the chair like this and the cassette would be in and the, the air would be blowing and had that wine glass would like fall off. That's listen. It was iller than that. I don't listen. Me saying that is it's it's 15 percent of how cold it looked at this law. This big ass window. He's sitting there to seat everybody. Then it's this big ass window wall, right. and outside is like a courtyard with and square like the bricks. earth afterwards. Right. These, these exactly like huge like trees, a wall of trees, or I believe there was type a mountain in the background as well. Dude, the, the, they had these white. Stones. I don't even know if they were made out blocks, but then it was grass. It was, do you know how do you even keep it clean? Like how do you cut that? And they have that, that fireplace where it's no wood. It's just coming out of the stone, but it looks listen, like clean listen. as hell. If you were a single male in a house like that. Oof. With that bread? You, you would have an STD regularly. Because <laughs> they have everybody's coming, baby. Everybody. Like that, that house right there, man. <laughs> I step up in there, start taking my man. I, I don't even swing this way, man. But damn, this house—I'm <laughs> going in raw tonight. <laughs> this, is, this is crazy, right? Like, listen, that house was hard. But anyway, uh, Bears take on the Cardinals. Well, don't you think a big problem, even though we're talking about Cliff Kingsbury, is that defense gets on your ass really hard what, with those that's what sack artists? JJ being out—that's what JJ being is banged up. Um, listen, Buda Baker, I think, might not play if I remember okay. that correctly. That, t- that team that would be huge. Has the best record in football. Is it football or just NFC? It's NFC. football, right? It might be football, but it's at least I think it's football. I think I think it's football. I think they're the best record in football. I'll double um, check that. And that's with their quarterback. And it's not like they got a regular quarterback. Their quarterback is their engine. That's what they're and, and they've their been Col- McCoying for weeks now. Yes, dude. Not like I've a watched, game. I've watched about three of those games. I know, oh, me boy. too. And I'm like, at first, listen, and I'm speaking of Texas, because of Vince Young, I love Colt McCoy, right? <laughs> so I'm like, Colt, I'm like, Colt is still in the NFL. At first, I was like, Colt's still in the NFL, right? And I was like, oh, it's kind of cool. You know, Colt McCoy, short stature. Can, he's taller than, than Kyler Murray, but kind of like, you know, a little athletic or whatever. I remember playing with Washington. Um, and then see him out there succeeding. I'm like, I, I kind of root for him because I had an affinity for Texas. Listen, I interviewed Chris Sims. I had an affinity for Chris Sims. I used to like Texas football. I don't think Ricky Williams has something to do with that, too. But I, I used to like Texas football, so I root for these players. But Colt McCoy's coming. I actually Chicago. hated Alabama at first, and that's who Colt McCoy lost to in the national championship. You will watch your mouth. Um <laughs> Don't worry, I've converted. I've converted. We never speak of hate Alabama. You are correct. Best record in football. There's a few yeah. eight and threes, and the Packers are nine and three, but the Cardinals are best record in football. Dude, imagine if Kyler Murray plays this week. 
Oh my goodness. First of all, speaking of, hold on, pause. Let me get back to this. Something we have not talked about. You should have lost in fantasy last week. Psych! How? Because we wouldn't have faced each other this week. I thought, because I was looking at the record, right? And I was like, ooh, great. If I lose, I get Daryl, right? I think I could take, because I got buys this week, right? This is my buy. I, know. I, got I, th- I saw, I was like, ooh. Oh yeah, you know, oh, dude, we still gonna run you down. We are gonna run you down. Hey, I'm now. nervous. I'm nervous. I got guys gonna run hurt. you down now. My How team, gonna... all this depth I had is now just gone, and I've got Jank coming out. Ugh, I don't like it. And then I tried to get Van Lathan and Daryl snatched him up. I would have, I would have actually done. I should have flipped it without stupid on my part. I should have flipped my order as far as. Like the um, waiver wire because I would have gotten hate when that happens. I hate I would have got, happens. but I've been I've been killing it and getting what I wanted. So I was thinking like it's less people. I probably try to do anything. I'm like, hey, I'll be. You've able to taken this so many guys that I've wanted to. I oh, I've been hot. recent activity. Way. Rolling Ursays, rolling Ursays. Like God damn it, Ken. <laughs> Hot, boy. I was, this is, Every week I check the waiver order. I'm like last. I'm like great. So no, hey, no that's free what happens when you're winning, buddy. That's what happens when you're winning. All right, enough. Best of that. record, baby. Getting congratulations, congratulations for you on that. There's money. There'll be some extra money coming your way. I do have all of the weekly winners outside of last week. I have that. I, I went spent some time with I the uh, Excel sheet. I only did that once. I think this year. I, I spent some time. I, I think I've done it once. I spent some time with the Excel sheet uh, a week and a half ago. I got all of that together. So everybody be getting their money. Anyway, back to the Bears. Enough about us and our fantasy football. But by the well, way, we'll we do have to tell everybody we'll have the update of our playoff matchup next okay. week. We'll, get, we'll, 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 we'll let everyone know. Um, listen, you're, you're facing a team that's you're facing. Actually, you're beat up defensively. I'm talking about Chicago Bears. Um, Eddie Jackson came back last week. Khalil Mack is out for the, the remainder of the year. Um, with Fakeem Hicks being banged up. We don't even know if Ro- Roquan Smith is going to play this game with that hamstring injury. He probably shouldn't, to be honest with you. Just as far as the remainder of this year, I'm not worried about long-term, even though you, you know you're going to pay Roquan, so you don't want him to get hurt. But you probably shouldn't play him if his hamstring, if the hammy is bad. Um, we don't know. Probably looks like, I don't think Justin Fields, I don't know if Justin Fields is going to play or not. I probably would say no. As yeah, far as good. just give him another week um, and then see see how he is next week and just have another Andy Dalton game. Um, I don't think the Bears are going to beat the Cardinals. Let me, this, you know, I mean, just one, the Bears defensively are banged up. And I mean, they, they the fact that they, they're where they are sack wise and Khalil Mack has been hurt this year, it speaks a lot about the players and Sean Desai. You know, let me. I don't want to just say it's on the players because there are some 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 stuff that just regular football stuff that any coach should do, like stunts with your. And I know now you can't do it with Akeem and not Akeem Hicks with um um uh, Khalil Mack and uh, uh, Robert Quinn. But to finally to see someone was like, hey, let me run a stunt with both of our best pass rushers on the same side, right? Like, right? Like you know, but Sean decided put he did it. You know, saying so like it should have happened with Chuck Pagano, but you see, at least Sean Desai is trying to use the talent he has in different ways rather than just running their asses out there and saying I have enough talent. And I'm saying that's in totality what Chuck Pagano was doing, but he wasn't doing enough. And I think Sean Desai has done a little bit more, but he's done with a lot more injuries. With with that being said, 
um, it's going to be hard. I mean, you got you got you got Chase uh, Edmonds out, but you got Connors was basically running pretty well for them. You got a, a little bit of a comeback of AJ Green. I didn't think AJ Green was and be- Zach Ertz a little bit too. <laughs> right? Yeah, I forgot about them getting Zach Ertz from the Eagles. So, and listen, we got on them a lot. You got to give Cliff Kings various props. Every year, this team has gotten better. You know, like, and we we've always said that. He, he initially he didn't show adjustments. He showed them. Yeah, you know he, he showed, and he's Who's doing the guru, it with him or Matt. Nasty. It's, it's he, he he is, and I mean it, even more getting back to what I was talking about earlier as far as Nagy and talking and not being used to it. Kiff Kingsbury was a college coach. He's used to being out front, and and and, and I'm, I'm 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 also expanding on that. He's used to having all of that weight on his shoulders and that knowing how he needs to go about with prep. And you're starting to see that growth. And I mean, he wasn't like he was a great college coach, but you got to give him his props. You know what I'm saying? You got to give him you gave him well, three it's years. What we're talking about with the Bears. Get somebody that's kind of done it before. Right. Stop getting no. these rookies. Dog, you, every coach in this NFL should get depending on if they just totally bad, too. But really, you should at least get three years and. If this was a college program, they are they're right where they're supposed to be. Actually, they are kind of ahead of they're ahead of course because it's his third year of recruiting. If it was college or whatever, they have the best record in the league. Now, if it was his third year in college and they were in the playoffs, you'd be like, man, he, he's doing it. We're not even saying he's his third year if he was in college and they are number one in the country. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's basically what he's doing right now. With let's just say said and said his Joe Burrow is out. You know what right. I'm saying? And then so, you look at like contrast that with the Bears. You get Andy Dalton. You get 300 yards passing. You can't put up any points yet again. 16 is all you can muster against these Lions and look kind of bad at times. Like, whoa, what the heck? Never like in danger of necessarily losing, but like, what the hell is this? And half of your wins are against that winless team. That's it. The other two, what is it? The Raiders and those Bengals. You're two and two or two wins at home, two wins on the road. Like you are the ultimate consistency of bad. Mm. On that note, what do you think is going to happen as far as wins or loss? I mean, a, a victory or a loss when it comes to the Bears this Sunday? <sighs> Honestly, I, I don't see the Bears winning another game besides maybe the Giants. And the only way I can see them maybe pulling an upset. It's Justin Fields magic. And if he's not playing, I don't see it. Like teams got to really beat themselves for the Bears to win. But the problem with that is the Bears do too good of a job beating themselves as well. They don't play clean games where the opponent makes all the mistakes and we had a chance to capitalize and we stole a game. That doesn't happen with the Bears. The Bears do a lot of penalties. They make a lot of mistakes of their own. They have horrible play calls at critical situations in the game, so you don't execute, you don't get what you need out of your star players, out of your role players. So, of course, you're not going to beat a team, even if they hand you a win, like the Ravens a couple weeks ago. That should have been a win. No question about it. But you make too many mistakes. You consistently make mistakes. You consistently show why you have this patheticness to yourself. Of course, they're not going to win games against quality teams. They need a team like the Giants who are just as bad and might have Mike Lennon or something. I think the Giants got a chance to beat their ass. 
to be honest with you. They do. Maybe not with, with Mike Glennon, though. Yeah, not <laughs> get, with Mike Glennon, though. No. You're going to come get that vengeance on your ass. Ryan Pace! Oh, that cherry on top of this right. mess. Right. Mike Ryan Pace! Thank you for that $20 million! <laughs> <laughs> like how about Listen, that? Shit, Does Virginia shit. and the and George and all the McCaskies get upset when they see the twenty million they paid to that guy that they that shouldn't neck, even started and it beats twenty million their dollar ass? neck? That's a twenty million dollar neck. Hey, is that is that the guy we we put in front of Mitch that we shouldn't have drafted? <laughs> and now he's beating our ass with the Giants right. that aren't good. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! All right, man. Let's 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 move off of this and get into a little bit of hardwood chatter. Uh, for a second, we don't have to dive too deep because the Bulls are good. <laughs> I know it was entertainment, right? Like there's a few ups and downs last week. Not been perfect as of late, but I don't think I'm concerned per se. Like I don't think they're a title contender still. Nothing's changed my mind there, and I still think they're one of the best teams in the East that isn't a title contender. So I don't really. I don't Who are the title contenders in the East? I'm still gonna put the Nets there. I'm still gonna put the Bucks there, and bu- 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 bu. who am I forgetting? Who's Miami. Yeah, I okay. guess. I think I you guess have you to put, put Miami. Yeah, as a collective, what they can, what they can do as a and collective. And then you got Spolstra. Like, I think the Bulls mm-hmm. can be exceptional as a as a collective too. But Billy Donovan ain't Eric Spolstra. Mm-mm, he's not. Um. I, the Bulls, as we know, have an issue. A lot of teams do have an issue with, with the zone. They, they still have an issue, one, in the half court. One thing that's starting to hurt is Vooch is starting to, to, to kind of click a little bit. Um, that was still, exciting with him in Charlotte to see yes. that potential. Yes. And, and it just it, it reminds you why you got rid of Wendell Carter Jr. You know what I'm saying? Um <laughs> I, I, I like what I'm seeing. I love the Battle of the Ball Brothers. Um, I, I, I enjoy watching DeMar DeRozan do like just get gets Kobe Bryant sick on that ass. Um, listen, let what, me ask what, you, uh, how do you mm-hmm. feel about the Kobe White stuff so far? He hasn't played in a long time. I, I mean, I think. I know you have to get him out there. Um, I don't know if I enjoy how they're staggering the minutes between him and Io. Um, I mean, because I, I think everyone's confident that Io ain't going to lose nothing. But I think Io played himself into a role that he should deserve to get more minutes. And so far this year, outside of one game, I think he has been better than Kobe. And I know Kobe has been playing. He had a game where he he was playing defensively with a bit more uh, attention to detail, but that's not really Kobe in general. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't compared to even what, what Zach was used to be defensively like Kobe was worse than that. And he's playing against maybe the most physically gifted. I mean, he is definitely the most physically gifted position in basketball. We're talking about the point guard position. Everybody damn near got one. But I mean, it's hard for even good point guards to keep somebody in front of them. But when you're suck at defense, it's appalling. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my only issue. I, I, I wonder when I'm watching Kobe, are they p- getting him ready for the future battles or are they trying to get him ready in case they may need to move him to get another asset? That's I'm feeling the latter. Yeah, and that's like, that's just kind of been in my mind. Like, okay, are they, are they trying to see what they got? But I mean, they know what they have. You know, and that means... They kept him, but that doesn't mean they had a great offer, you know, because 
I look at I start to just in my head think about stuff and what someone's telling me by their actions, right? Last year, now you let me know if we went over this already. Last year, they said that they wanted Wendell Carter Jr. to initiate the offense and to spread the floor with perimeter shooting. And they want him to take threes and stuff like that. So this is just for the whole Wendell debate, right? That's what they wanted him to do. Why? Why did they want him to do it? Now we know because they think for the offense that they believe is a winning formula, you need a center that can initiate offense and knock down threes. That's why they went out and got Vucevic, right? And you can see when Vuce is playing well, oh, I, I get what you guys were looking for. You know, now there's still some defensive uh, situations that you wish you had a better a better rim protector than Vooch, but still the pluses outweigh the minuses when it comes to Vooch. You know what I I'm saying? I feel like his defense has been surprisingly it's better than, good for it's, him. It's better than reported. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, there, you, he, th- he's giving you the effort defensively. Usually when you have someone that's not a great defender, then you have that lackadaisical energy they give on the defensive end. Like some of the blocks, he may not get up, but he's getting up early enough to at least knock the ball down before right. they get or alter shots. And exactly. that's all you want. No, no. Yeah, that's all. No, that's, that's definitely you still need another big, though. You yes. know, a defensive minded big that can play can play reserve and alongside Booch at yes. times. You, you still need that guy. Um, which we've talked about that at 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 at, at Adium as far as especially after you see guys like Embiid and Sabonis just dominate the Bulls down low. Like especially you when you that. see somebody like uh, Boogie going to Milwaukee, you know what I'm saying? Like just you need you need to do you need you got to get. I now I didn't do it. I was going to start thinking yesterday. I didn't spend enough time doing it. I wanted to spend some time thinking about who are who's the other boogies out there as far as. Guys that are either at the end of their contracts or whatever that you may be. And I thought about Boogie. I, I, I'm still angry that he didn't get his money. Um, and I mean, you know, some of that's on Boogie. Um, but I'm, I'm also it's on Sacramento. I'm still angry that he didn't get his money. And he was so close to such a huge, huge, another huge payday. Um, it right. aggravates me thinking about that. Because, I mean, he would have been a whole another 180 mil up. And that's that's a difference. You know what I'm saying? Um, but in that. I, I'm, I'm still enjoying it. I know we, the Bulls are going to play the Knicks. Um, I saw a bit of the Knicks game uh, yesterday. On they play TNT. the Nets first. Okay. Um, now, James Harden snap. Um, the uh, James Harden starting to look like James Harden for all you haters out there, right? Like it's, I, and I get it, but I'm still. It's crazy how many people hate James Harden. I know. I, I'm, I understand you may not. I understand his style of basketball may not be aesthetically pleasing. He's still cold in the mug, y'all. That's just like you. He's he's a he, he's he's a crazy aberration. Like this, the, what he can do on the offensive side of the ball, scoring and assisting is nuts. That's mm-hmm. just true for the matter, man. Like you, you gotta admit it. You gotta, and it's not. It'd even be different if he was just doing it from the all outside with that 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 rumbling tumbling. No, he's he, he gets into the lane. and does. It. He's one of the illest shooting guards ever. Just get over it. Stop hating. It's just the truth of the matter. But James like, Harden, for me with James Harden, I like James Harden a lot. He's let me down a lot in the playoffs, so I've soured on him just a little. But that is nowhere near hate or like I dislike James Harden. I kind of like James Harden. Can I, I get your top five guards of all time? Woo! All time. This let was something that happened a few weeks real ago. Real quick. This happened a few next. weeks ago. We actually talked so this about is why this. I'm talking about James Harden. Actually, we actually talked about this on the show. By the way, mm-hmm. they do play the Knicks and then the Nets. Knicks tomorrow okay. and then Nets on Saturday, I believe. Uh, da, 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 da. So obviously MJ mm-hmm. got to put the Cobes. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
let's see. I don't want to just be new school. Cause like to me, like just based on what I've seen, I would put T Mac up there. No? No, he got hurt, right? Like you can't not to say that he doesn't deserve to be in the top fifteen, top ten. He got hurt. You, I can't put T Mac over. Listen, is if T Mac was never skill wise, is T Mac iller than Dwayne Wade? Yes. It's t- career wise, is T Mac iller than Dwayne Wade? No. Yeah, no. D Wade's definitely above him. Sorry, D Wade number three. Mm-hmm. I guess you got to put Harden, don't you? You can put. Listen, I'll get me give you some names. Uh, you got the logo. You know, recency. I don't know if this is recency bias when that was seventy years ago. <laughs> you got the logo. You got Clyde Drexler. Clyde um, would be one up there. You got guys. These are just guys that people. You have Ray Allen. Um, no, not all of those guys. You have. Yep. You have a Reggie Miller. Um, you have a, um, who else? Reggie. Reggie's a good. You have a Mono Ginobili. You have a Mono Ginobili. Mono is good. But you know, does it hurt a little that he was a bench player for a lot of it? Depends on how you view it. I mean, it depends on how you view it. I mean, it, to me, he's it, an it, amazing shooting guard for sure. Yeah. He's amazing shooting, but he, he did Ill. get a lot of wreck against the second teams. Uh, but you know, he was in there in the fourth quarter. I mean, yeah. listen, there were some times some where there, so listen, there was sometimes where people said he was the best shooting guard in the league, and this was when Kobe Brown was in his prime. So he was at least the second best shooting guard in the league. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. and let's not, not Mono was sweet. Like, well, Mono, Mono was sweet. Mono was sweet. All right. That Didn't Euro he definitely. give the Euro to the NBA? I mean, he, 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 he accentuated it. It was there, but he, ex, he accentuated the Euro to, to, to the NBA. <laughs> but I mean, so anyway, getting all, so you still didn't finish with the rest of your, your so your I'll go two. the three MJ, Kobe, D, D Wade. I'm going to put, Reggie and Manu in there. Okay. Okay. I, like I mean, that. now Ray Allen is Ray Allen's a better all around basketball than um, Reggie Miller, but my bias, I have more of an affinity for Reggie because with less skill, Reggie to me got more I done and had to carry a team like Reggie, Reggie carried teams in the playoffs. Like right. think about before, right. think about before the big three, and I mean, mind you, we're 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 kind of, and even though we're in the Midwest, we're more East Coast centric, uh, so we didn't get tons of Seattle Ray. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I, I know he had a battle or two with Jelly Bean, but I mean, for the most part, they were never a threat to win it all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, never. Where, they were hardly a playoff team, right? Where Reggie and Indy, th- there were times where before even Jalen Rose got there. There was a threat. Him and the Davis boys and and, and, and Rick Smiths. There was a, there was a check. Like there were times where, he, with just what he had, and I was just shooting and running through, running around screens. That you know, that's all he had. But he, it was enough to get it done. You know, in and the East, that would bang you in your mouth. How many chips would he have if he didn't run if up Mike against Shaq there? and MJ? Well, this too. How many all? Just think about this. How many first teams and all stars would he have had? Think about how the the, the one thing we don't think about. The starting job on the East, the Eastern Conference All Star team was clocked, right? That was Mike's. <laughs> yeah. So you had to get the backup. So that just think about you had to be balling out because if you were off one year and somebody else jumped up in there, you may not make the All Star team because mm-hmm. Mike was a lock. So think about how many times that Mike blocked Reggie just from that. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. there's a lot when you're talking about like it's, it's your, the, at your position. There's a guy cemented there. This isn't just for instance. Like forget playing a different position. It might stop you from getting a title. Like uh, Patrick Ewan and, and Charles Barkley and before uh, Karl Malone and so on and so forth. You know what I'm saying? This is you know I'm in his position. He's stopping me from getting the accolades that I would get just at this position. You know what I'm saying? Uh, first teams. It's like think about it. You can't get in a shooting guard first team and Mike's playing. No, 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 no. no. It's not no, a chance no, no, you no, can no. get there. No. Like, you know, you can't get it. You can't get it. No, nope. But anyway, so um, listen, I'm I'm happy. Um, I don't even really want to say this is a measuring stick. I do want them to beat the Knicks. I want them to beat the Knicks and the Nets, right? The Nets one will be in. Both teams will be interesting. Both teams played to a standstill almost last night. Um, so I hope they beat them both. I don't have high expectations I, for the Knicks. How bad is that Julius Randle injury? Did he come back in that game? I don't remember because he went down on that alley-oop. He might not be available tomorrow night. I think he came back in that game last night. I feel like um, when I was watching towards the end or watching TNT um, that it made it seem like he was straight. You know what I'm saying? Like, But I could be I, wrong. I, I could be wrong on that, too. I just remember seeing the fall, and it looked awful at the time i i know man it must be great if the knicks really don't have a star and you're the best player on the team because i see way too many julius Randle commercials and they're good commercials too but i'm like <laughs> damn boy i was like he, i don't know by being in new york and it's no like no carmelo's it's nobody who nationally is a star to block you so you get all that shine like it, yeah. i was sitting there watching some car commercial right and i don't know if it's vroom or whatever the hell it was and some guy opens his door and he got like his buddy with him. He's like, Ooh, man, my car. It's got that big ass Nick, Nick down the middle. And I was like, Oh, so Julius Randall, somebody sitting on the hood, right? <laughs> they pan to the car. And Julius Randall is sitting dead on the hood, right? It's like, I'm like, Boy. And then I, I'm like, It's like, this, it's nice. Get your money. Listen, and I'm a Julius Randall fan. I've been a fan since Kentucky. I've been a fan with the Lakers. I thought he got played. I didn't think he was great, but I, he was talented. Like, people was acting like Julius Randles didn't have a skill set. Right. He had a skill set. If he had hops, that's damn. I was just about to say. If he had, he was coming spinning, if he could leap, no, if he could leap, it would be over. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> they were thinking about him being number one overall without the leap. With the leap. Whoa. If he had hops, it would be a wrap. Right. It'd well, be that's why they're they're going to get the Zion, right? Because they need the Julius Randle with hops. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. <gasps> the Julius, so you, be. better, you better you get know that what? money. You know one of the best parts about what's going on with the Bulls right now? I don't have to fantasize about, man, what if the Bulls can get Zion? And knowing that Zion, unfortunately, is going to have probably an injury history for the remainder of his career, right? So this, even when he's playing extremely well, there's the fear of when's the other shoe going to drop. I don't have to get into that derby, right? I don't have to worry about, listen, I don't even, I'm going to watch. I don't even have to watch the tournament this year, right? Because I'm not scouting. Nobody, my team doesn't even have a pick, right? Like, And we lost our second round pick after the right, correct, charges correct, with Lonzo correct, Ball. Correct. Now we're Which, really listen, out. Well, guess what? Lonzo playing so well, I don't even care about this. Yeah, that's pick. worth a second round pick. Yeah, take it. Wait, wait, wait! And they still got the—they tr- still got the first round pick from the trade they made. <laughs> All right, cool with me, right? Yeah, I see what they could do in the second round. They grabbed Ayo. Listen, at the bottom, the back of the first, right? Dude, um, listen, you plus, can trade Colby White for a second round pick. If I was you just really about to say, dog, do you know how easy it is to, tr- to get it? <laughs> people? Listen, people will give you a second round pick just to take a player off of their team, <laughs> aka <laughs> the Bulls. <laughs> exactly. 
So like, ah, that's all league. Hey, okay, Golden cool. State, how much for this second rounder? We got to pay Felicio. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this weekend's game. Basketball, just in general, I'm going to tell you this too. The Bulls playing well makes me enjoy the NBA more. And I already oh, yeah, yeah. enjoy the NBA and watch right. like it's it's different from baseball where I will watch baseball games that don't have the Sox and maybe the Cubs in them. I will, but not as much as I do NBA games that don't have the Bulls. But now the Bulls are good. I'm watching even more NBA games, I right? I know, me too. Like TNT t- Tuesday night must right. watch. I'm Thursday like, night must watch. I'm like I'm going to leave it. Listen, that's Sunday night. I'm Warriors not doing anything. Game. ESPN. Exactly. Listen, that son's Warriors game, man, was tasty. All right. It was Honestly, I was kicking myself. I should have went to that game. It was. You should have. It was a that was a tasty ass game. I don't know why you you not you neglecting the Suns, dog. And you right down there and they kill they kill it. I know. Right? I'm fucking up. I'm fucking dog, up. Go, I get it. Man, go, go. Listen, I don't know what the tickets are now. Dude. I know that, Bulls, I, I think that might these be these Bulls issue. tickets are last night, right? I'm gonna whisper. So these they, the vents not too far from me, <laughs> all the way up to the, 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 the top floor, right? right the main floor, that. top floor. The kids, kids can hear me. So I was looking to get some some Bulls tickets to take the family, right? Dog, back wall touching. Or 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 some seats are seventy nine dollars a eighty dollars a piece. Dog, I'm gonna have to, I have to pay for a little girl who not even gonna sit in her seat. Right, eighty dollars. Right. Oh. All right, times four. Right. So I did see with some for fifties with concessions and parking. Uh, Cause clearly we're not walking that far. I got a five year old, right? And honestly, like, you go to the UC, you got to get one of their mojitos. They are amazing. Really? I've been they have amazing mojitos at the UC. Mm, I'm working, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so then I did see though, and it was like, damn it, they, the the magic are here the day after Christmas. But the problem is, the the Bears play a three goal five game that day, right? And I mean, I could tell, I could tell the guys like, listen, we got to record on Monday. But um, yeah, plus, who are they playing? They're gonna lose, right? I forgot who they playing too. But um, oh, that dude, I can't remember. So anyway, uh, but the Bulls play the Magic that night. It's a Sunday night. The Bulls play the Magic, right? So I'm like, yeah, it's the fucking Magic. I don't, do I really want to go see Window Card? I'm like, is Cole Anthony even gonna be healthy right now? I'm going to see the Bulls, <laughs> but it's like, oh man, I got no Carter. <laughs> I was like, dude, I want somebody, right? Like, play, I, I, listen, because they, they 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 play clo- they play uh, uh, more they play coming up pretty soon, Detroit, right? So mm. I was like, well, I wouldn't mind seeing Kate Cunningham, right? Yeah. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Or going to see Isaiah Stewart, like I see you in the streets, big man. <laughs> but, uh, what, uh, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Grant, that might be a nice little and, little thing to yeah. see. So I was, I, but that's clo- that's coming up closer. Um, this at least would have given me some time to really uh, sort it out or whatever. Oh, but did the point that January that time, the point, right? The point that I was trying to make, though, is, dude, I bet those Suns tickets are crazy because these Bulls tickets are crazy, dude. You talking about second level, you're paying a hundred something a pop just mm-hmm. for, I and mean, not over, not, not like like one one thirty to one seventy five. You know what I'm saying? A, a piece. Right now, dog, and it doesn't even have to be. It doesn't even have to be the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need to go knock on Mr. Gill's door and be like, "Where are those tickets at, bro?" From where? The, the NBC Sports. They're the home. Man, listen, the home baby of the Bulls. Maybe, maybe I'll be fortunate enough to call up Adam again. 
you did the interview with them. My guy, can I get four tickets for the family? He'd be like, who? Kenneth Davis. <laughs> what? Kenneth Davis. Huh? <laughs> Kenneth Davis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Maybe maybe I'll get sweet access. Uh, family won't be going to that game. But maybe I'll get sweet <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know if I can pull up and be like, can I bling? Can I bring your whole family with <laughs> Kelsey Maybe running around all over the place? But I, bet, the I mean, but the problem, the, the problem is, man, that, that ticket's so hot. I mean, you would think, dog, they play. Everybody's eight. going to the Bulls game. I hear right. everybody. Bulls game, Bulls game, Bulls game, Bulls game. But you know what? That tells me I thought it too. I need to earn more money to where if I want to buy four tickets for $200, it's nothing. You know For what I'm saying? Real. I, I like, do. I need to get yeah. to that point too. Yeah, like that should, hey, that should like at least it'll help your White Sox, right? With all this Bulls money coming through. Sure, sure, Jerry, right? do that because hey, you just got Marcus Stroman, <laughs> right? Like I'm like, what do I got? I got Louis Garcia back, right? You know what I'm saying? So while we're doing this, you want to go up for grabs, or is that part of up for grabs? It's part of up for grabs. Let's go so up let's for grabs. Let's go up for grabs with Ryan B. Ski with what the hell are the White Sox doing in free agency? <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, the moves are coming few and far between with the, the Sox. It almost kind of feels like they got to trade Craig Kimbrell to get stuff going. Um, wow. The money. I don't know. Books anywhere. I don't know. I don't know what's like. What, I'm can being you patient. Again? What's, I'm what's being going patient. on? Um, with the lockout coming up, um, I'm hoping that they feel like since some of the big cats have been picked off now. Let me ask you um, really quick. Mm-hmm. Are they trying to get Carlos Rodon again? Mm-hmm. You're going to have it's a good chance you're going to have Carlos Rodon back. Like that Robbie Ray contract pissed me off for both the Cubs and the Sox. You you're couldn't throw that down. Dude, are you trying to win? Because the pitch like the thing is, too. And look, Kopech may snap. I'm going into it that Kopech is going to be half or whatever we expect because he's going to is he's going to go up. He's going to go right. Yeah, he's got that arm's going to get tired. And this is we keep saying like he won't get hurt. Like it's no way he's going to get hurt, right? And now I hope he doesn't. The arm's going to get tired, and there's going to be times where he's going to need to pitch that either he may not have his feel. I'm this is my opinion, or he may not just be there yet where he knows how to just pitch outside of I got this crazy arm on my damn show off my show mm-hmm. right you know mm-hmm. sorry as his velocity and whatever um but they you we're going off of this like we got aces like there's two and a half aces in there before we get to Kopech you got Lance Lynn who's great if we don't face the Houston Astros right and or he Astros, gets maybe some help from pitching analytics and the Astros are basically done now right I mean for the most part Carlos Correa leaves um, I mean, I don't know what that team's going to look like next year or whatever. They I know do they have still have some young kids that could be still, stars, yeah. But. And I know that Correa is actually still talking to the team. He's still uh, uh, open to contractually, but it, I doubt they're going to pay him something close to what Seager got. You know yeah, but those Yankees don't pay. I don't know who is, unless the Dodgers maybe. But man. Not a lot of places that got that bank that bankroll to just bring on because look at even a team like a, the Phillies, the Mariners, like some of that secondary. They've already made their big signings. Right, right. Um, so I'm I'm hoping that after the lockout, that the, the Sox have their plan set with how they're going to go about filling that that rotation out, um, adding maybe even somebody else to that bullpen. 
Um, Besides and, Kendall Graveman? Yes, 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 definitely yes. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, you, you need you, you need more because you just never know. You know and that right field and second base. I'm just like, bro. You need to listen. Of those right field. I'll settle for right field. Second, I won't. Like Danny or not? Uh, uh, Adam Engel settling right field. Adam Engel, Gavin Sheets, Andrew Vaughn. Uh, even if you bring back uh, uh, um, um, Goodwin or uh, um, uh, Billy Hamilton. Um, I'll be fine. I'd be fine if primarily those guys are going to be at right. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to work sure. through, work through. I'm fine with that because Ingle defensively, I mean, a couple of those guys defensively, but Ingle defensively is, is a wonderkin. Um, and Gavin Sheets and Angel, too. Yeah. And just a, a thoroughbred in, in, in Ingle, if he can stay healthy, that's yeah, the problem. That's, yeah. And actually, and on, on top of that, he actually can hit now compared to what we thought he was as a player two or three years ago. Um, but he can't stay healthy. Um, then you look at Andrew Vaughn, man. Um, he may be a good guy. And I mean that as I'm, I'm saying that as a lower expectation. Um, but you can one move him around. I make the joke that he's a poor man, uh, Chris Bryant. I'm not saying that defensively he'll ever be anywhere close to Chris Bryant. I'm not even saying offensively, but just the fact that this guy that we looked at as being a DH first baseman can play the outfield, can play third, and can play uh, first base. You know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't know we had that. And he can, on top of that, his his number one tool was his hitting. You know what I'm saying? So we're not even talking about a guy that uh, he can kind of hit and we can move him around. This guy is a premium hitter, and he's just had his first year in the league, right? Like adjustment and hitting that, this kid is is, is above – he's way above average. Be saying that above average is, is disrespectful, right? This kid's his, – his eye is ridiculous. So I'll settle. Um, and that's just to say I wouldn't still want an entrenched – Outfielder, but I, I can I can I've heard understand. this Chris Bryant to the White Sox thing. I just feel like the Scott Boris thing ain't gonna allow that to happen. Listen, if Chris Bryant ended up on the White Sox, man, I would be I would thrust my pelvis towards I the bet. air. That would be amazing. Like, here's right field taken care of. Do it, okay. So, so can I kind of kind of talk to you a little bit too? Yeah, let me get it. All right, so I've been looking and thinking because I'm a White Sox fan, and I know that everything is peaches and cream, right? So I'm like, all right. Well, I don't may... know if they're peaches and cream. Right <laughs> somebody may have to go, right? This is just us looking at it, right? And now, of course, me, I'm looking at that 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 guy that likes to wear jumpers, and, and basically, if the White Sox didn't have uh, other players who one have a higher Q rating, we really be on his ass. And that is, is of course, uh, one Yohan Moncada. Yohan Moncada, right? Um, then if you had Chris Bryant, and this is, they're never going to get Chris Bryant. You could put his ass at third, too. I know, right? <laughs> right? And then solve second base with Yohan? Or, yeah. Or, no, I was talking about if I had to move Yohan. Oh. Every, we, listen, we can't afford everybody, y'all. And, again, we should. The White Sox. Listen, Jerry Russell is not poor. And the White Sox fans turned out. Right. And I mean, don't think they're not going to turn out. And you got that Bulls money. And you got that Bulls money. And that's not the only place that stashes that you have money to use. And I don't even know if you can use it like that. I mean, to be fair to the White Sox, like they are one of the higher payroll teams currently, but they've got to go all in. This is the window. And just seeing like you, you need a starter, like you need a starter or starting pitching. 
And I was, we're going to get to the Cubs in a second. I was about to lose my ish if the Cubs didn't pick up a starting pitcher. Like, you need it. Get out there and do it. Same thing with the White Sox. Like, I don't want to hear this Michael Kopech when he hasn't pitched much at all, and now you're going to ask him to pitch 160 innings or more? Like, damn. You're talking about injury? Like, how do you get a player injured? You wear him out to the point that he's not used to what he's doing, and that's when the body starts breaking down. And then what's your replacement? Dallas Keuchel? Reynaldo Lopez? Like, dog, they got to they gotta put it out there. And if you're not going to do that with the pitching – Fine. Spend the money on those position players. You need to be a difference. But the Simeons are gone. Some of these outfielders are going. And I'm just I'm worrying about those White Sox. Now, then again, you have those asses we talked about. They probably have to trade some of these first base DHs and maybe throw in a Yoan Mankata and just bite the bullet to get something really nice in return. But I'm a little worried about how they've started out this free agency period. We'll see. Uh, I'm I'm. Rickon and in Rickon, I trust. I wonder if Rickon's a little, a little, little upset still over Tony. It's just kind of like, I'll get my GM job somewhere else. Oh, I think please. he may be. No, I don't think he's going to leave here because he's he's going to outlast Tony. You know what I'm saying? And this is his baby, but he's going to outlast. I mean, also you got one of the most loyal owners in sports. Yeah. So like, he's loyal. And he's never dad. going anywhere. Right. He's loyal when you're bad. Imagine when you're good. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think Ricky, I mean, it, it, it well, could to be happen. fair. Gary, when his teams get good, he likes to rip them down. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't, it could happen, though. It, it, Rick Hahn at one point made one another challenge. All right. So I, I can't say for sure he'll, he'll never leave. But I know that Rick Hahn knows he'll outlast Tony LaRusa. And in that, because Tony LaRusa has maybe two years left. You know what I'm saying? Like most people I talk to don't know if he's going to coach after this season. Right. Like that. Cause I'm like, he got to do three at least. Right. Well, most people I, I mean, if he doesn't take you to at least the ALCS, what is Tony doing for you? Why would you True. keep him? I, I'm with you, but maybe again, what was the purpose behind bringing him in? Was the purpose serious, because you thought, yeah, but was it you thought they missed a certain professionalism or a, a, a certain acumen to know what to do when when the temperature reaches a certain when the temp reaches a certain um, height, you a know, boiling point. Thank you. I appreciate that. A boiling like so. I don't know what Jerry. I mean, outside of him being one of the wisest baseball people, I, I, I listen a lot. Uh, the Parkins and Spiegel, and I love when Spiegel goes in on baseball. He's so talented. Yeah, he's very good at baseball. He's still good at anyone thing. Yes, but, I mean, but you I can love tell he loves. And uh, I mean, we all know that it was didn't make any sense that the White Sox shifted the lease in baseball this past season. And then to be different, first of all, it doesn't make sense with how baseball has been the last seven years. But when you don't have plus defenders, <laughs> you're not helping them. Right. Like, oh, right. these guys right. aren't great defenders. Let me play them out of position. Right. right? As far right. as instead of cover your yeah, ground. Right. Let me let me let me put this guy right here in this hole. Nah, leave it open. Like, it's just I mean, I would love to know Tony's reasoning behind that. You know what I'm saying? Like it just and again, going back to his MLB, it wasn't as prevalent as it's been this last decade. Right. right. Um, but so it's that, the thing that drives me nuts. King of the bullpen. But let's never use Michael Kopech in the ALDS. Like, what right. the hell are you doing? Right. So, uh, I don't know. Um, you're bringing me down. 
Um, to be honest with you, <laughs> I mean, um, because listen, I go I'm to just, MLB Rumors dot com and I go, uh, I click on teams and I go to my team and there's no update. You know what I'm saying? It's like what? It's this is they haven't updated it in a week, right? And I'm like, so we ain't doing nothing, right? Like, I'm. It's just. I, I, look, I have hope because I trust in Rick Hahn. If it, if Rick Hahn wasn't in charge, what, what if Kenny? Not to say that Kenny's not in charge. If Kenny w- was in charge, I would know he would do something. I just don't know if it would work. Right, right, like, right. like right. what, Kenny? I look, I'd be like, I didn't even know Roberto Alomar and uh, <laughs> and um, what's what's his name? Um, what was what's his name that he kept bringing back with Roberto Alomar? Uh, the the switch hitting. Um, Brother, with the, there was kind of a little bit off. I cannot remember. Oh, I'm blanking. Give me one second. It's not uh, Alex Rios, is it? No, 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 Alex no, no, Rios no, 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 no. Hey, let's, wait, 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 wait. Uh, yeah, go ahead and look that up. Yeah, um, yeah, like we'll get to the Cubs in a second, but until pretty much the last couple of days, I was freaking out just the same because I think it's you know the White Sox they're not in a bad position pre lockout. But when you're mm-hmm. seeing this frenzy, all these people going, all these pieces that would have been just like, let's go, Chicago. We got this, dude. Carl Everett and Carl <laughs> Everett. <laughs> like, like Kenny, boy, don't don't let Kenny get don't let him get his hands on Roberto Alomar, Carl Everett. And don't tell him that King Griffey may be open for a trade, regardless <laughs> of how old King Griffey is, because Kenny going to go get there. Is there right. another junior? like for real for real kenny is like huh i heard i heard juniors out juniors is there another junior junior exactly so what's drake laroche doing is he almost (laughs) out of college i heard he's still a leader (laughs) a leader of men he must be good at baseball by now he was in the clubhouse Oh, but you know Drake LaRoche is in, uh, playing. I don't know if he's at a JUCO or I read an article about yeah, Drake yeah. like okay, about four or five months ago. Uh, there was a pretty good article. Yeah, man, this Bob Pops is doing pretty good, man. Shout out to them, man, dude. Listen, that's your son. You go do you stick to your guns, and sh- he's still not. He's not as spiteful towards the Sox as he could be. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. in all fairness, well, to regardless, be fair, it was more so the issue of. Uh, what was it? Adam Eaton and Chris Sale running their mouths about Drake LaRoche. Like, relax. Okay. I think it was an issue with um, Jimmy Rollins. I can't remember who else they brought in. They brought in like three vets that year, right? And I think they went to Kenny and was like, yeah, what the fuck is this kid doing in this locker room every day, right? And Kenny reneged on what he promised LaRoche. You know what I'm saying? That's just the truth, in my opinion. In my, I don't know this verbatim, but I, I think from the information we collected that he told LaRoche coming here, LaRoche is like, listen, my son, they, they, they let me bring him to the locker room. Um, basically, he he he's homeschooled, and I, this is going to be his future. I want him to learn on the job now. For a lot of people, that's weird. For me, that would be weird. But that's that man's prerogative. His family agrees with it. He did it with his, when he was a child with his father, his brother. Um, and his son is in college right now playing, and they, they, he's a, a, a terrific teammate. So regardless of it gets to the pros or not, that's that his, his son's chosen profession. That's the way he was going to set him up. That's how he wants to raise his child. And the, the general manager of the White Sox told him it was okay to continue to do that as he joined this team. And then once it was complained about, he went and reneged on it. 
Noah Kenny, perhaps Noah Kenny, he probably hoped that he would uh, retire and they would be able to keep some of that bread at that point. Uh, but it was wrong if that's what you had promised that gentleman. Like that's just facts. You promised him something, um, and it, it, I even put it like this: if you promised him and then you reneged on it, you should step out front and say it. You know what? Um, guys in the locker room, some guys, and I know. Th- I guess no, I'm wrong in that because if Kenny steps out in front, if Kenny steps out in front of it and says it. He makes he has to make sure he doesn't blame anybody else for it. So if he's going to step out in front of it, he should say, you know what? I did tell him that. And then I changed my mind and that's wrong. But that's what happens. And fall on the sword because it wouldn't be fair. And again, I I, I said, Jimmy Rollins, that's allegedly there's not to know that Jimmy said anything or not. But you shouldn't throw any of them under the bus because it's not their fault because they came here and they didn't make that deal with uh, Adam LaRoche. Yeah, and I'm sure uh, Kenny didn't fill him in when they were signing the contract. By the way, we'll have uh, Frank oh, LaRoche. You like kids? All the time. Locker room. I mean, d- dugout. All over. <laughs> <laughs> you like it. All right. All right, let's go to the north side of town, Ryan. So uh, what do you think of the Cubs free agency? They get themselves. Well, now. Yeah. Um, listen, you got you got Stroman. Um, you still got Hendricks. Um, you got some guys. You got you, you, now. If you get if you if 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 you get a middling pitcher and or your guys in the, the minors come up because you still got the kid that I was talking to you about uh, last year. Um, the big was a big lefty. I keep forgetting the name of that kid that you guys got. Um, um, well, right now it's looking like Justin Steele and Adbert Owsley. Justin Steele's the lefty. I forgot the yeah. lefty you had mentioned. I remember we talked about him. Maybe so, Braylon Marquez. It may have been, but the thing will be um, where career goes. And if you guys are in that, I mean, if you guys do that, goodness gracious. Yeah. Like I think like that's what I selfishly wanted. I wanted a big time positional player and a big time pitcher. Because obviously, well, they didn't do that, but they got two big time position players. Because you can't do the soft tossing, like softball, beer league pitching rotation. That's enough of that crap. You need some guys that are going to blow some people away or they just flat out know what they're doing pitching and they have enough velocity that they can keep hitters off balance. Not this like if my stuff isn't perfectly spotted or perfectly breaking that we're just giving up 10 because they're just whacking it out of the yard. Uh, Yeah, like I feel like they're almost Cleveland Guardian ish until the Strowman deal getting like Harold Ramirez, getting Clint Frazier, getting Jan Gomes. There's also the talk of maybe you trade away Wilson Contreras because this is last year of arbitration. Maybe you keep Jan Gomes. Uh, David Ross talked about getting a, a legit backup catcher behind Wilson Contreras. So maybe tired. they want to so keep him. him out. Exactly. I think they want to keep him. They said they wore him out last year. Um, I think they. I, mean, I think they're looking at perhaps Wilson. It may change, but looking to me, at this, I think what piece. it is is they'll listen to all offers. Mm-hmm. They're going to want something rich, and they're going to just trade him at the trade deadline if he gives them a great first half. I, I, I'm, I'm in accordance with that. I also say this. I also think if that doesn't happen, they like him being the 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 piece from the last piece to set the tone for the new, the next generation with how w- Wilson's makeup, as far as how bad he wants to win, because it, it kind of, I feel like the narrative kind of got to the point where guys were okay with what was happening. And we know that Wilson Contreras wasn't. So I think they look at it as far as it's let's clean these guys. Cause I mean, there's only, 
that was um that was um what's his name's locker room i don't know how i'm just blanking out rizzo and, uh, thank you that was rizzo's locker room right um and it's funny even if you go back to what was the, what was the other catcher that was there that they they got rid of rizzo um yeah uh miguel montero yeah, and the material was popping off, and that's it, right? And I'm sure Rizzo was one of the main people, like get his ass out of here, right? <laughs> um, you know, but now you you have it where it, it, right now it's it's Wilson, you know what I'm saying? And he's and I always felt he could be a great right fielder, and maybe you do that once you get rid of James. And, and think about contract. it, you could sit there and save his legs that way. And they got a catching prospect in Miguel also, Maya. Let's not forget this too. And the fact that the Universal DH is sooner or later coming to the National League. So, oh, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. This collective bargaining agreement. I don't know right. how anybody is against that unless you're an right. idiot old school. I mean, I can't be I cannot be the owner of the Phillies, even though I got a new MVP. I know one day that MVP is not going to be out there in that right. outfield and I need to DH that ass. All right. right? So, right. I mean, so that'll be hard trading that. Right. Like, yeah, I know he can only do one thing. You ALT. Yeah. But uh, can yeah. you pick $40 uh, dollars for it? Look how easy it's been trading away Jay Hayward with that contract. And Bryce right. is making a lot more than that. Right. So, yeah. But, I mean, the Cubs, Jed's doing his thing. We'll see um, how it goes. I mean. The Strowman thing is just, it's huge. And at least you know that you can, like, this division isn't super powerful. Like, the Brewers are the favorites. The Cardinals have talent, but I think they're a little bit overrated personally. Maybe I'm wrong I about totally that. I totally agree. And the Brewers are so, going to have to deal. The Brewers are going to have to deal, guys, because that's they're the Brewers. And like they're how, relying like, on that young pitching staff with all that talent to really care. Because mm-hmm. Christian Yelich ain't Christian Yelich anymore. Right. So they do have some nice offensive pieces, but they even lost some of those guys. Like Eduardo Escobar was a good piece for them. He's mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to replace guys per usual. Now with this pitching staff you have some youth some veteran a couple guys at the top you can trust like you're seeing them being potentially competitive not necessarily for any title or anything but they should be in the division this year if they play well all season long facts so look we'll see we're going along with this one but it's been a great show ryan um, let's get to this last one uh that you have for this up when the hell is this mlb lockout going to end and I guess let me throw this on here. Are we missing regular season games? The, it, they'll be made up. Um, I don't think – I think this could This could go – this is going to go into spring training. Um, and then I, I like how like, they – what did they meet today for like an hour or something and then ended the negotiations? Like this thing is set yeah, up for gonna yikes. Go. It's going to, but I, it, they will not miss this upcoming. They know what happened before. They, they listen, especially and, 2020 when they missed that golden opportunity during the pandemic to put on the right, show. Right. Dude, the thing is this when they locked out before, and for anybody that's too young to remember, and this is when baseball was, you could arguably still say it was America's pastime. Football was hot. We're talking about the 90s now, everybody. Football was it 94? Yep, 94. 94 and the white Nigel for White Sox fans, our owner was one of the, the he was the, the, the key owner, if not for the lockout. And the White Sox had a chance to win it all. All right. It's how talented the White Sox were. Um, uh, so you have that situation. It takes the steroid fuel home run in 98 to get people back to baseball. 
right? That's what got us off. That's when I got into baseball. Man, it was funny. Me and my dad didn't tell each other. We made a promise. I said, you know what? I'm really going to conquer into some baseball this year. And this was Cubs baseball. Even though I can't say I did grow my aunt who was up, my aunt whose her television was the front room TV, she watched Cubs baseball, right? Because I believe maybe when she lived in Minneapolis, she was a Twins fan. So she never became a Sox fan, right? So she watched Cubs baseball. So I grew up coming home from school and watching Andre Dawson, so on and so forth. Um, but the point that I'm trying to get to, with all that that took place, we didn't have social media. And I mean that twofold. We didn't have social media to to take advantage of, oh, I got something else to do to fill my time up with. This baseball's not doing it. But we also didn't have social media to bash the hell out of baseball for not having a season that starts on a regular right. base the regular right. time. So before, so I'm, what I'm trying to say is people stop loving baseball as much without having the amplifying microphone that we have now on social media to really express how much we hate baseball and to talk to each other about F them, F the players, F the owners. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I don't think they want, I don't think they're going to dare run into that. You know what I'm saying? And at one po- at one point, the players will fold. Like, I mean, that's, let's, we still, like, I, my whole point, anytime I get into talking about baseball players and really holding out, how far are they willing to go? Because these guys have just got paid. And I know that Scherzer is part of like the, the head of the executive staff of the players. So you may have a couple of these guys um, that even though they're getting paid, they want to help other guys. But I think a large majority of them, it's like, I guess, but I'm still getting my money. And then when these younger players who aren't making this amount of money, who may have debt out, and need to get to those checks. You know what I'm These guys that are, are haven't gone through or waiting to go through arbitration. And I know arbitration numbers can skyrocket now, depending on the player you are, but I'm just talking about the regular debulars that, dude, I can't wait. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, listen, I'm not, I'm not saying I wouldn't, but this, I can understand what people are like. I'm not, tr- I can't sacrifice for the next time the CBA is up. I got to get mines right. right. I may not be around the next time the CBA is up. And so, so trying to set something up to help the guys down the line, that's cool. But I'm trying to help my pockets right now. Right. So who's going to help me down the line when I go right. get my cash? Right. So I believe that we will see perhaps um, something to, the, the, perha- I mean, like how far are they willing to go for playing time, Ryan? Right. Like I'm a bet. Right now, I can understand Chris Brown. We know how he felt about it. But how far are y'all really willing to go for these kids as far as shortening the length of control so these kids can get to some money earlier and perhaps don't have to to sign a deal like Albies in Atlanta when you look at what he would have made now? You know what I'm saying? Even if you look at Acuna, if he waited till he got to some of the White Sox players, look at what Louis Robert would get. It'd be crazy. Right. Like, just think he would be a Yankee. Right. Look at Tim Anderson. What would Tim Anderson get? (laughs) 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 So I don't know. I don't know how far these players are willing to go. They should. I mean, it's baseball is kind of messed up how it's set up. Um, they should, but I don't know how far the players are willing to go. Now, baseball, unlike football, your money's guaranteed. So you can go further than you would if it was football. And football, your time is so finite. You know what I'm saying? As far as four years on average. Outside of being a quarterback, you may be out of this bad boy. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real. Even if you an ill position player, just on injury, you may not be able to make the same amount oh, of money. Oh, yeah. To bring it full circle, when we talk about Marcus Freeman, ex-Bear, potential Notre Dame coach, 
his playing career stopped because he had an enlarged heart. And this was after Gaines Adams passed away. So he had to call it a career. And then he moved into coaching. Mm. Wow. R.P. Gaines Adams. Yeah. Without the, I, I don't. I'm I forgot about that for a minute. Like, man, I don't forget awful. about. I forget Gaines Adams' name sometimes. I remember he got. Was he a Clemson player? I can't remember. I believe I, so. I believe I he was see a orange helmet. I see an orange. I remember him going to Tampa. I remember the Bears bringing him in. And the the, the crazy part about Gaines Adams is, and it's unfortunate, if Gaines Adams doesn't pass, the Bears probably don't go after Julius Peppers. Dang, that's crazy to think about. I mean, but that's that's kind of yeah. I think because they needed us, they sack artists. That's what Lovey was dying. They for. thought they were going to. I'm going to be on Julius Peppers' doorstep because I they, need. They it. weren't going to be on his doorstep if they had Gaines Adams. They were going to try to see if they could solve Gaines Adams and get Clemson Gaines Adams Gaines Adams in the pros, and that unfortunately that's what happened. And By the way, the Strowman deal came through three years, seventy one million dollars. Mm. How old is Marcus Stroma? I believe he's 32. Okay. Now I, I can get that with 32. Damn, I mean, come on. We can't do that. I know. Like, I'm surprised by that number. But I still don't know if Marcus Strowman. I don't know if Marcus Strowman was going to play for Tony La Russa. People started to make yeah, it seem like <laughs> people started making it seem like he changed his mind. I don't know if he really changed his mind. Right? Like, like, maybe, you know, Timmy talks to him like, oh, right. like, Tim, I like you, bro. I like you a lot, but come on. Right. By the way, Strowman is 30, actually. May 1st Ooh. is his birthday. I'm May 6th. Wow, you, right you would think he could have got a longer deal than that at that age. Because it's you not like so, too. Yeah, because it's not like coming back out at 33, it's going to be better. Now, he may, he may be so good that even at 33, people are like, listen, I, I can't let him go. But you would think he would try to get a four or five year deal to, just in case anything happens as far as injuries and whatnot. Played mm. a ton of years with the Blue Jays, only played with the Mets a couple years. With the Didn't play uh, during the pandemic season. Career 3.63 earn run average. You would think a little mm. bit higher than that. Mm. And coming to the AL, I mean the NL. So, all right, good for you guys. <laughs> I mean, can those I get moves got to be coming after the lockout. Like, yeah, we'll, after the, the so, uh, holler at me in April. Um, so. I mean, what 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 time is it? Midnight Eastern. It goes into effect, so you still got a couple hours. Rich Hill just signed with the Red Sox. It's not over. All right, we appreciate you for tuning in and spending a little time with Ryan and myself. Uh, we'll be back uh, probably next week. Maybe do a double show next week. We'll be back next week. We always appreciate it. And as you always know, don't do anything stupid before you hear from us again.